You are now listening to the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and in today's episode, I want to talk about how my grandfather Maples taught by example, and sometimes he gave us an example of what not to do. I'll also talk about what it means to leave a good example behind for others. So sit tight and stay tuned. This is the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. Another edition of the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and today's episode is entitled Memories and Misdemeanors with Granddaddy. Yes, you heard that correctly. Some of the most memorable moments for my childhood took place at my grandparents' house. This would be my grandmother and granddaddy Maples, who would occasionally have me over to their house on the weekend. And in my mind, there was never a dull moment. My grandmother had a unique choice of vocabulary words that we didn't hear anywhere else. For example, she didn't have toys at her house. She had what she called, quote, play pretties. I was told multiple times that there were certain things in the house that I needed to put down and didn't need to play with because it wasn't a play pretty. I recently did a Google search and discovered that the word play pretty is an actual word that is listed in Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. It is also defined as a plaything or a toy, and it is also at the bottom 20% of popular words used in the English language. Apparently, Grandmother was giving us a vocabulary lesson the whole time, and we didn't know it. The play pretties at my grandparents' house could range from a variety of things, including a small chalkboard in the hallway or a carom board that they kept underneath one of the beds in the guest room, or the infamous cash register in the hallway closet. My grandparents owned a grocery store when my dad was young and the cash register was from the store. Grandmother also had a unique way of describing the weather. For example, if it was really cold outside, grandmother would say it was colder than Hululi outside. I did a Google search for the word Hululi and Google actually came up empty. So I guess we'll never know exactly how cold Hululi really is on the temperature scale. All I know is that it is really cold and you better bring a coat. My granddaddy Maples was fun to be around, but he could also be rough around the edges when he needed to be. He would give me undivided attention and spend time with me, that is, until his favorite TV show, Hee Haw, came on TV. It was at this point that I had one or two options. I could watch Hee Haw with him, or I could do something that I wanted to do in the house, you know, play with the play pretties, so to speak. Uh, But the emphasis was on being quiet. Now, whenever Hee Haw was not on TV, if I wanted to watch something, I was allowed to watch it, and Granddaddy was quiet, and he wouldn't interrupt me, or he'd watch the show with me in return, and I returned the same respect for him as a result. Granddaddy always had a way of teaching by example. Now, when I say that he taught by example, I mean sometimes he would do things and give examples of what not to do. One day we were riding down the road and I simply asked the question, what does it mean to break the law? He looked up and saw the speed limit sign. He said, you see that sign that says speed limit 55 miles an hour? I said, yes, sir. He said, watch this. He proceeded to speed up to 60, turned to me and said, I just broke the law. 
This was not the only time that he would slightly break the law, and it certainly wouldn't be the last. My grandparents lived on the four-lane highway, known as Highway 431 in Owens Crossroads, Alabama. And it was a busy four-lane highway, and the road ran north and south, and there were several places in the median where you could stop and turn around if you needed to. The only problem was that there was not an opening in the median directly in front of their driveway. So these openings in the median were about 100 yards apart, and if we were going southbound towards their house, and if traffic wasn't too busy, Granddaddy would usually turn off into the first opening in the median and then drive 50 yards southbound in the northbound lane. I guess he just didn't really like the idea of passing by his house and making a U-turn to make it back to his driveway. However, slightly breaking the speed limit or driving the wrong way on a one-way street was child's play compared with what we did one weekend. I arrived at their house on a Friday night, and Granddaddy told me that he had a surprise planned for me, but it would have to wait until Saturday. I was so excited that I could hardly sleep. I started to wonder what it could be. Was he going to buy me something? Were, were we going to go somewhere? I just couldn't wait to find out. So Saturday arrived, and I couldn't contain my excitement any longer, and finally asked Granddaddy, well, what, what's the big surprise? And he said, well, we're going to lunch. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I said, lunch? That doesn't seem like much of a surprise. And that's when he informed me that we were going to lunch on the tractor. Now, I should clarify that by tractor, I mean a John Deere riding lawnmower. But for us grandkids, it was called a tractor. Granddaddy also had a metal bucket with two really thin wheels, and he would hitch that to the back of the so-called tractor, and he would use that to haul gravel and dirt around his property, but when he wasn't hauling dirt and gravel and we were there visiting, he would haul grandkids around his property in this little metal bucket. However, today would be possibly the most fun and most illegal adventure that I would have with Granddaddy as we took the John Deere riding lawnmower and the metal bucket to go to lunch. I climbed into the metal bucket like it was no big deal and Granddaddy started the so-called tractor and off we went down the busy four-lane highway in front of their house, and I just sat in the back of the little metal bucket going down a four-lane highway, waving at people, just having a good time, didn't think anything of it. We were on the highway for a little while, turned off onto a side country road, and pulled up to the restaurant, and I remember people staring at us and thinking, did Mr. Maples just haul his grandson to lunch on his lawnmower? Yes, yes, he did. We proceeded to eat lunch, and we got through eating, and when we were done, I just climbed back into the metal bucket like it was no big deal, and we rode off. When we got home, and Granddaddy sat me down, and he said something I'll never forget. He said, we had fun today, didn't we? I said, yes, sir, we did. He said, I want to let you know something. He said, what we did today was illegal. Don't be doing that when you get older. Now, if these were the only examples and stories that I had of my grandfather, you would probably think that he was setting a bad example. However, I need to include some stories of where he was really strict and stern with me as well. Like the time that I tried to convince him that I could run as fast as a train. He could have casually ignored the conversation, but decided rather to take me up on the challenge. I should mention at this particular time, I had just seen the movie Superman, made in 1978. And there was a scene where Clark Kent was outrunning a train in Smallville. I thought that it looked easy enough, and my grandfather tried to explain to me that not everything in the movies was real. After arguing with me for a few minutes, he finally 
came to a stop sign on a small country road and he stopped his truck, got out of the truck, and told me to get out of the truck as well. He said, well, if you can run as fast as the train, you can run as fast as my truck. I started crying and told him I was wrong, but he insisted I get out and race his truck on foot. I proceeded to climb out of the vehicle and stood beside his truck, and then he said, on your mark, get set, go. I ran as fast as I could, and when I looked up, Granddaddy's truck was already a block away. Paul said in Philippians 3.17, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Paul wanted those who observed his life to follow the example that he was leaving behind. He also wanted them to observe those who were trying to do the same in their own lives. Whether you realize it or not, someone is watching your life to see how you are going to react to certain circumstances. You may not give everyone an open invitation to follow your example as Paul did, but someone somewhere is watching your example. Additionally, the person or persons who are watching you may never tell you that they are following your example. You never know who you're going to influence in life, whether that influence is good or bad. So what do others see when they look at your life? Is it an example that is worth following? Maybe you have found yourself in a situation where you did something that was wrong and all you want to do is go into hiding. You just want to get away from the situation because you feel an enormous amount of guilt. However, we cannot allow our failures to break our spirit to where we give up completely. Many times in our lives we want to throw in the towel because we have allowed failure to get the best of us. Things look dark, lonely, and depressing, and we can feel outnumbered, underappreciated, and under pressure. Philippians 1.6 tells us, Being confident of this very thing, that he, that is God, who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God wants to do good works, but he wants you to do it. When we look at the early history of American presidents, there is none that is quite as persistent as Abraham Lincoln. He suffered so much during his life. In fact, he was defeated eight different times for eight different elections before he became president. And even though he suffered defeat after defeat for public office, he kept pushing forward and he eventually became president of the United States and he led our nation through the Civil War and eventually signed the Emancipation Proclamation that abolished slavery. I woke up this morning with a day fresh and new, and I thought to myself of all the things that I should do. My list grew longer as there was much on my mind, but the main objective was always to be kind. As I left for work, the morning traffic was a mess, but there are some people who are out of work, and I consider myself to be blessed. Some people around me were cruel and mean and tried to ruin my day, but I ignored them with a smile and I went on my way. As the day grew longer, I felt my objectives start to fall. How can I be kind to others who are not kind at all? The weight of the burden seemed to pull me down, and I started to wonder if my example mattered to those who were around. At the end of the day, I prayed, Lord, I just can't do this anymore. People are mean, and my example to be kind is just being ignored. 
the stress of life is pulling me down and I need some relief. Lord, I believe you can do all things, so please help my unbelief. The Lord said, my dear child, I am with you all the way, through your ups and downs and even on your darkest days. I will never leave you and your faith needs a steady pace, so keep fighting the good fight and finish the race. When you feel like you have lost at the game of life, when you feel that you have endured your limit of strife, when you see dangers ahead as they start to lurk, have faith, the Lord said, and remember, this is where I do my best work. This concludes this particular episode of the Chad's Chatterings podcast. Make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes are available. And just like last time, stay tuned until the music fades out and hear bloopers from today's broadcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Some of the most memorable moments were in... Wait, what? Memorable? That's not a word. This was not the first time that Granddaddy broke the law and it certainly wouldn't be the last. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, These things happened back in the 80s, so there's a statute of limitations on these things, right? There were times when my grandfather was very strict and very stern with me. Like the time that I tried to convince him that I could run as fast as a train. What was I thinking? I mean, the only reason I wasn't able to outrun his truck is because he didn't let me stretch before, and I don't think I was wearing my good shoes.